0: Welcome back to another episode of Just a Tad on the DTF Podcast. My name is Sam Norton. I'm here with my special, illustrious, shining beacon of a man guest. The one, the only, the Matt Riggs.
1: Second time guest, first time listener.
0: <laughs> you see what you did there? Boom day awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have Matt Riggs. We're over here. Uh, recording an episode of the 4K podcast. And we decided to do another one of these, so I have another guest. So from your mouth or from his mouth to your earballs, and from um, your earballs to his mouth. You're welcome. We will be. Talking about comedy, question mark. Uh, it's election, election yeah, season. Yeah, it's kind
1: of comedy. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. it's comedy. We're going to dissect a, a thing that just happened. We're, we're not only topical, but we're political today. Can we dissect a real frog? Has that been yes. known on your podcast? Uh, we can. We're going to have to make it real funny, so it'll have to be Kermit. Okay. I mean, I could probably
1: riff a lot while we dissect an actual frog.
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll have to be Kermit, though. Okay, we'll go get a puppet. Boom. Uh, He's not a puppet. He's a Muppet. Oh, all right. We'll have to get a Muppet. Okay. And you can only get one Muppet because they don't make multiple. Listen, I'm not going to explain Muppets to you. Today, we are going to dissect a roast that just happened, uh, I think, two days ago. Uh, In our timeline, in your timeline, it could be a year ago, three years ago. It doesn't matter how long. That was like a week ago, I think. It doesn't matter. They don't know. A week ago tomorrow. Sure. Uh, it was the Alfred E. Smith Memorial Foundation Alfred dinner, e. which Smith. happens annually. This is actually the 71st mm. dinner that they've had, and they just had the 2016 presidential candidates, Hillary Rodham Clinton and Trump Donald J. Trump. What's the J stand for? J. J-A-Y. I think it's James. Probably. Uh, I think it's James. But they—it's basically uh, whatever they have presidential candidates, which is not every year, but whenever they do have them on. How often? Uh, how often? What? Do they have presidential candidates? Uh, oh yeah, every four years. There it is. That makes sense. Uh, come <laughs> Unless on. Unless somebody dies. Yeah. Oh no. That but hasn't wait. happened since Kennedy.
1: Do they do the re-election very fast, or does uh Johnson... the that vice president takes over?
0: So really, the only
1: time. Well then. Yeah, it would still be over every four It'd be years. Every, every four years. No, you
0: called me out on it. I realized that. Yeah, uh, But they, it's an annual thing, but every four years. They traditionally have the presidential candidates come on, and it's supposed to be a night of kind of uniting the binary thing through some like little fun gaffes and giggles. They, uh, the candidates kind of roast each other and then themselves, and it's supposed to be like this lighthearted flapdoodle affair. Mm-hmm. This year, uh, not so much. Let's they kind of went heavy on a couple of them. It's been a heavy election. Hey, it's 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 heavy, as Marty McFly would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to listen to that. You can look that up yourself. It is on YouTube. It was a C-SPAN thing. So uh,
1: Name the the clip that you watched. We watched.
0: We uh, just watched the highlights, uh, so you can find that on there. And it's just kind of going through the main punchlines. About 22 minutes long. But each speech was 20 minutes long. <laughs> And I watched both of those earlier. Yeah, uh, I watched the full thing. So you can watch those, too. Uh, it's about 40 minutes of your life. Or you can just listen to this. But uh, I'm going to play a clip from the highlights reel so you guys can kind of get a good idea of what Hillary and Trump are bringing to the table. And uh, we will come back and listen to it and dissect it. We'll have a good time and talk about comedy and politics. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we will be right back. I love you all. Goodbye.
2: Thank you, Al. Wow. Thank you. That was good. Mm.
3: This is such a special event that I took a break from my rigorous nap schedule to be here. And as you've already heard, it's a treat for all of you, too, because usually I charge a lot for speeches like this.
2: This is a hell of a dinner. Well, I want to thank Your Eminence. This is really great to be with you again. We love it. Governor Cuomo, our great senators. Hi, Chuck. He used to love me when I was a Democrat, you know.
3: Now, I know, Your Eminence, you were criticized for inviting both Donald and me here tonight. And you responded by saying, if I only sat down with those who were saints, I'd be taking all my meals alone. Now, just to be clear, I think the Cardinal is saying I'm not eligible for sainthood. But getting through these three debates with Donald has to count as a
2: miracle. You know, they say when you do this kind of an event, you always start out with a self-deprecating joke. Some people think this would be tough for me, but the truth is... The truth is, I'm actually a modest person, very modest, it's true. In fact, many people tell me that modesty is perhaps my best quality. Even better than my temperament.
3: But Your Eminence, you do deserve great credit for bringing together two people who've been at each other's throats mortal enemies, bitter foes. I've got to ask, how did you get the governor and mayor here together tonight?
2: You know, Cardinal Dolan and I have some things in common. For instance, we both run impressive properties on Fifth Avenue. Of course, his is much more impressive than mine. That's because I built mine with my own beautifully formed hands, <laughs> while his was built with the hands of God. And nobody can compete with God. Is that correct? Nobody, right? That's right. No, no contest. Now, I've got to
3: say, there are a lot of friendly faces here in this room, people that I've been privileged to know and to work with. I just want to put you all in a basket of adorables. <laughs> and you'd look so good in your tuxes, or as I refer to them, formal pantsuits. <laughs> and you know because this is a friendly dinner for such a great cause, Donald, if at any time you don't like what I'm saying, Feel free to stand up and shout wrong while I'm talking.
2: It's great to be here with a thousand wonderful people, or as I call it, a small, intimate dinner with some friends. Or as Hillary calls it, her largest crowd of the season. Ah, this stuff. This is corny stuff.
3: You know, come to think of it, it's amazing I'm up here after Donald. I didn't think he'd be okay with a peaceful transition of
2: power. I do recognize that I come into this event with a little bit of an advantage. I know that so many of you in the archdiocese Already have a place in your heart for a guy who started out as a carpenter working for his father. I was a carpenter working for my (laughs) father. True. Not for a long period of time, but I was for about three weeks.
3: And Donald, after listening to your speech, I will also enjoy listening to Mike Pence deny
2: that you ever gave it. What's great about the Al Smith dinner is that even in the rough and tumble world of a really, really hard fought campaign. In fact, I don't know if you know Hillary, but last night they said that was the most vicious debate in the history of politics, presidential debate, the most vicious. And I don't know, are we supposed to be proud of that, or are we supposed to be unhappy? But they did say that. And I'm trying to think back to Lincoln. I don't think they can really compete with that.
3: You know, I've had the privilege of being at the Al Smith dinners in years past, and I always enjoy it. But remember, if you're not happy with the way it comes out, it must be
2: rigged. But the candidates have some lighthearted moments together, which is true. I have no doubt that Hillary is going to laugh quite a bit tonight, sometimes even at an appropriate moment.
3: And it's always a special treat for me to be back in New York, a city that I love and which I think truly embodies the best of America. You know, don't you think? People look at the Statue of Liberty and they see a proud symbol of our history as a nation of immigrants, a beacon of hope for people around the world. Donald looks at the Statue of Liberty and sees a four. Maybe a five if she loses the torch and tablet and changes her hair.
0: Hello, and we are back. Uh, that was Hillary Rodham Clinton and Donald J. Trump roasting each other in front of a bunch of Catholics. I forgot to tell you guys that the the Alfred E. Smith. Just to give you guys some backstory of like where they were performing. Um, it is Alfred uh, E. Smith was a Uh, New York governor back in the early 1900s, like the 20s and stuff. He was elected like four different times. He was one of the last of the Tammany Hall Democrats. Do you know about that? No. Tammany Hall was a really corrupt uh, thing that took over New York politics with uh, Boss Tweed. Mm -hmm. you know about that? No. It's New York history. You should probably learn that a long time ago. Why? Anyways, uh, Alfred E. uh, E. Smith was the first uh Catholic candidate for president, ever. oh fun okay. so the, he paid the way for like Kennedy and shit um, but sure. anyways, he was a big proponent on working class and helping out the poor and stuff like that, and uh he was really popular, but then in the twenties he was running uh against prohibition, and that's not where the whole uh, country was leading because mm-hmm. he was Catholic and a drunk, so everybody was like, we don't want a Catholic because they're evil demons, plus he drinks, so he's yeah. even more so.
1: Is he related to Alfred E. Newman? Yes. Okay.
0: Very good. Sa- same thing. Yeah, we, we don't go by surnames here in America, cool. so they have different last names, which is okay. Yeah, that's like fair. China. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's so they, it's uh, it's a really expensive like tuxedo dinner. It's a bunch of Catholics uh, and a New York elite raising money for a bunch of poor people when they instead of having. These giant banquets. I could probably just give money to poor people, but that's another topic for another podcast.
1: Can I point out something that's not comedy related? Yeah, and I, it might have been pointed out in other places. Was it distracting to you that that lady had her tits out like back to the left? Yeah, she's a Fox News reporter, and her, she's a Fox News. reporter? She's a Fox News lady. Good for uh, her. Yeah, and she just had cleavage, cleavage, cleavage right behind the back.
0: It was nice dress. Yeah, it, looked, it was it beautiful. Great for what, I, from what of the dress I saw, was great. Her cleavage was better, but yeah. the dress was great.
1: Why did all the other ladies dress better than Hillary? Is that does Hillary's
0: she? just is Miss Pantsuit? She'd okay. rather she she'd rather look professional than elegant. Okay, uh, which you know, whatever.
1: It's a hard it's a hard line I think to straddle, um, looking like a presidential candidate and looking like. You know, we've never had a female presidential candidate, so, or at least one th- at this level. So it's hard to be like I'm showing up in a, a low cut dress. Like I don't think I don't feel like she could. She do didn't that. have
0: to shut. Here, here's my opinion on this. Has
1: she ever really? Let's. I'm going to see if I can find some pictures of Hillary
0: in low cut tops. Uh, you will probably be looking in the 80s. Uh uh-huh. Um, my opinion on this is: uh, Are we being dr- sexist, by the way, asking this Probably. Way. I don't know. Uh, as a... Uh, in my mind, right. So everybody in the the video uh, is wearing like fucking tuxedos, like almost like eighteen hundreds. We're gonna be on a fancy riverboat gambling tuxedo type thing, and all the women are wearing like ballroom gowns. So it's like that. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I think Hillary was underdressed because that's like showing up as a man. Personally, that's like showing up to place where all dudes are wearing tuxedos and yeah. just wearing a nice three-piece suit. Like, you can get away with it, and she did. Yeah. But it's like, Mitch, just wear a fucking... Like, put rhinestones or something on your pantsuit. Like, mm-hmm. make it look fancier. Because it, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, is that weird that I just... I I, I think a, a pantsuit for a woman is like a regular business suit for a man. And I think a tuxedo is like, all right, if if you're not going to wear a tuxedo... Then wear a fucking ballroom gown. Yeah. That's what I say.
1: Um, I think th- if you look at even Melania Trump, that was uh, very modest. Yeah, a very you can wear a modest dress.
0: Nobody's going to hold it against you. Uh,
1: I feel like we're being horrible people.
0: No, I, I think it's a, it's a thing of etiquette. If yeah. you're going to wear a pantsuit, don't wear one that you're out and about already in. Like yeah. wear, get a... Fucking ballroom gown pantsuit.
1: I think we would be just as critical if Donald Trump showed up in, showed in a just a regular suit, the similar outfit that he wore in the debate. That's the point I'm making. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah.
0: I don't care if she wears a pantsuit. I don't even care if she wears pants. If you're gonna wear pants, put on a tuxedo. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That
1: would have been weird, though. I think.
0: Okay, it would have been weird, but it would have made more. Was she sense. Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't. Her date didn't have blackface on. Yeah. He also wasn't there. Ted
1: dancing. Yeah, it was weird that uh, Bill Clinton was not there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh anyways, so let's get into this. So uh, you guys heard all the jokes or a, a good portion of them. I didn't play the whole clip, but I, I kind of wanted to go through my feeling of it. So you only watch the highlights like they did, right?
1: Yeah, but I, I also follow the news pretty close. So I was very aware of some of these jokes already and some okay. of the reactions that uh, that they got
0: when you watch. So I, I watched uh, news cycles on this before I actually watched both of them Mm full-blown, and uh, I think from what I saw of the news cycles, people were, and you know, people don't know comedy like we do, Mm. Uh, but people I think were a little bit more uh, harsh on Trump and a little bit more uh, fun on Hillary's side. Yeah, Here's how I break it down comedically. I'm taking politics completely out of it. I watched it just as like two comics doing a set. Mm -hmm. Hillary... Had a better set through the whole thing because they both did twenty minutes. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Just watching them, uh, I was like, okay, this could be ten minutes, and they both could have done very well. Yeah, right. There was no pruning. It was just like do twenty minutes, just do that. Um, so that was my biggest issue. But through the whole twenty minutes, Hillary had a better set, Mm -hmm. but Donald uh, Trump actually had better pops. Yeah, and it was the first ten minutes of a set where he he was actually doing really well, uh, in my opinion. I was like, hey, he's showing a little bit of face. I he's feel like that sort shoot. of
1: sums up the entire Donald Trump like yeah. canvas. <laughs> Very true. It's like he does well for ten minutes and, and then, then it just, just falls whew. off the cliff. And
0: then Hillary just does well through the whole Yeah. Thing.
1: That's how weird it is that we came about that organically. Yeah. But it's it's, it's so 100% true. true. Yeah.
0: Um and yeah he he got way too what killed it was there was one joke where he just Cause like the whole, for everybody who doesn't know, this whole dinner is supposed to be. They even have it on their website where they say like a time for uh, politics to be aside. Let me actually read it. I have it pulled up. I don't know why I'm just pretending, uh, like I memorized this shit. Um, like the way the way that they pitch it. So it's it, the gala is like thousands of dollars for a plate of fucking food, which is uh, already insane to me.
1: Better be good food.
0: Yeah. No shit. Right. Um, but the, they, they have a tag on here. Where did I read it? Um, but they they basically were like, yeah, it's just time for good lighthearted fun. Uh, yeah, I can't find it. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, but it basically says that it's like light politics uh, mm-hmm. in jokes and stuff. And uh, he, they were both keeping it pretty light until midway through Trump goes into like, Hillary's so corrupt, yeah. it's like, dude, nobody came here for no, that, no. Uh, and she w- dabbed in and out of it a little bit, but not as much as his like she's so corrupt, uh, also that Haiti joke mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys heard it. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's too late uh, in the video, but he had a joke about Haiti, and like eh she uh she stole a village from Haiti, like yeah. relating that Didn't she's really like taking advantage of horrible things happening. H- he
1: lost confidence. Once he started to get booed, you could tell his delivery was not strong.
0: Which was great humanizing. I'm glad that he's not a complete monster. And yeah. That that can actually happen. But it's also like, whoever wrote his jokes... Uh, I, I was desperately, while we were watching this, I was desperately trying to find out who were their writers yeah. for these jokes. And uh, whoever wrote Donald Trump's jokes... Uh, I If they were a comic, I would have been like, dude, did you not read the room that he was going to be in? He wasn't going to be in front of his own supporters. So why were you going so hard? Can I throw out a guess? Yeah, go ahead. I'm
1: going to say that the jokes that went well were possibly written by the comedian. Okay. And I'm going to say that they had some topics that they gave the comedian to write some jokes about. And he kind of, as he does, went off scripts. Because he's... Been performing for an hour a night for so long. He's or getting he his fucking his chops, yeah. Or he wrote his own, or he tried to adapt the jokes to make them as they would fucking kill at his rally, and they're not going to kill at that venue.
0: It re- it reminded me of. Uh, Ann Coulter's when oh. she was on uh, Rob Lowe's roast. Yeah. You guys don't have to see it. It doesn't matter. But she did not do well. But it's because there were, uh, I think, Tony Hinchcliffe and maybe Mike Lawrence wrote jokes for her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't like them. She thought it was too self-deprecating. So they went back to the drilling board, wrote it. And she was like, you know what? I'll just write it. My own. So, like She got frustrated, so she wrote her own jokes. And yeah. it's like, I get that you want to keep a... Persona, or you want to whatever your ego says instead of getting laughs, you want to throw a little bit of your like the, the someone like Trump and Ann Coulter and just polit- politicians or people who are not comedians in general forget the golden rule of you should always be funnier than the point that you're making. Yeah, and I think that people with egos outside of comedy, whenever they like a comedian's like, no, say this, it'll get a laugh, their ego gets in the way, and they're like, well. But that that's gonna hurt my ego, and it's like, well, you idiot! Like, it it's not a, this right here is not about your ego. It's about getting laughs. If you're yeah. funnier, that'll make you look better. If you go for your ego in this environment, mm-hmm. it's gonna make you look like a fucking dick bag. And it's gonna be in the news, the yeah. news cycle, which it was. And people d- like I don't think people understand how that works. Yeah, like in the reverse end, uh, if you're giving like a eulogy or something, right? you give all the reverence and respect because that's what you're supposed to do. And people know not to say uh, shitty jokes in that atmosphere, right? People yeah. know that. Mm. But on the reverse end, nobody respects the idea that uh, when you're in a realm of comedy, you shouldn't throw in serious shit. Yeah. Like, it no- nobody respects that. They just go like, nah, people will agree with me. Like, fuck you. Like and they do not. Yeah. Good good adding on that. I appreciate that. They didn't? Uh, now, some of the jokes that I liked... Um,
1: Can I throw this out there? Yes, I don't please. know how, how close you paid attention to politics. Earlier that day, of all the jokes done that night, Donald Trump had the best joke at his rally that afternoon. And if he would have led the this dais with that joke, I think it would have been a huge story. What was it? At the rally the day after the debate, he comes out... The day after? the day after the debate which was the same day as this roast okay he comes out and he's like i just want everyone to know my supporters everyone in the media all this stuff cuz there was the whole controversy about how he wasn't going to you know if the election was rigged yeah, yeah, and yeah. how he wanted that he started his rally by saying i just want everyone to know that i'm going to honor the election if, if I win, I saw which that, yeah. that would have blown up the room if he did that at that event. Yeah, 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 I was like, I wonder if someone wrote that joke for him to do that night. He's like, Nah, this is too good. I got to do I it at this rally. It, yeah. it just blew his because it would have it would have destroyed the room. Like, it would have been hard for people to turn on him if he would have blown up the room yeah. that that much.
0: He in in actually again he did re- like I have a short list but it's a list. Well, you I'm were respecting saying- him. I'm respecting his writers comedically.
1: You were saying that she was like solid all the way through, yeah. But he had more pops, yeah. Which comedian would you rather be? Would you rather be someone that does ten Jesus. minutes that people laugh at, or twenty minutes that people laugh at, but really? Don't take anything home.
0: You're gonna make me lose listeners because in that case, I'm gonna I I'm gonna be quoted saying into a microphone. I'd rather be Donald Trump. That yeah. sounds evil. Yeah. I, so, but that it, if we're talking strictly comedian, based on that, I would mm-hmm. rather be the guy that just fucking murders for, for ten c- minutes, yeah. and then turns the audience
1: because people are going to remember that.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, but that flies in the face of what I just said. Of like, <laughs> be funnier than the point that you're making. But I think. Uh,
1: you would have also known not to do that last time. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's the only difference is that uh, I would at least try to read my audience. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, you know, now that, I, now that I'm playing devil's advocate against myself and you backed me into a corner, I mm-hmm. guess he was staying true to himself. Yeah. But I, I also haven't been in an area where people are paying thousands of dollars for basically a ticket. to watch me so in that case i might actually back down
1: (laughs) sure yeah i don't know but if this
0: was at a comedy club uh i'd probably respect god this sounds so dirty i hate Ah. this Ah. i'd respect uh but hillary had some good ones too. okay i'm not saying that she didn't god damn it dude but you know for a fact
1: you would leave that show being like
0: yeah that guy was a little off
1: but he had some really funny stuff Take the yeah. political context out of it. No, you but I, you but would have hard, preferred Trump's set.
0: Yes, that is what I'm saying, that I would respect Donald Trump as a comedian more, mm-hmm. but it's hard not to take the political context out of it. Well, oh Yeah, he's head. it's
1: still for whoever's going to run the country. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, because... All right, so let me go. I I have a huge list for Hillary. It's double the amount of, like, the jokes that I liked from her, but I want to go through Trump's real quick. Uh Uh, The Carpenter joke I really liked. It was self-deprecating, and also he got to play off of his ego.
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was delivered that strong.
0: He's not a comedian, but I liked it. Um, but
1: some of the bids, some of the jokes he delivered were real strong.
0: Okay, I, that, the one yeah. that we're
1: going to agree upon probably the Melania, Melania one that was, was real strong, easily the best
0: one. Yeah, uh, l- real slow. And I remember
1: roll. hearing it. I heard it on NPR the next day, and I didn't. It wasn't like I had a whistle on it. Like I didn't know exactly what was coming. Yeah, and I enjoyed it a good deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, I really like the "Pardon Me" one that he said to him. Sure, Hillary. that
1: bl- that was close to blowing up the room. Yeah, and he did a. Slow Even roll her, now. she laughed she, real hard at yeah. that. It was yeah. a quick
0: slow roll because he. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys heard it, um, where he said, uh, "Yeah, Hillary and I have had a contentious saying, um, but uh, we've been trying to get along." Like tonight, before we came out, she uh, we accidentally or she accidentally bumped into me and just said, "Pardon me." And I got a laugh and he sat in the pocket.
1: She laughed. She so laughed so she was hard. she laughed first. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh and I thought that was good. Uh I also thought uh playing off of his uh shittiness. He was like last night I called you a real nasty woman and uh on the positive side, uh I, I think I like Rosie O'Donnell yeah. uh, way more. I thought that was like a little cute thing. That's was, fine. Ah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was uh there was some fun stuff where he was uh self-it was it was when he went like too political when it was just like, dude, shut yeah. the fuck up.
1: There was one of those jokes, and I mentioned it at the time. There's one of those jokes when he was going too political where he was talking about how she's been in Washington, D.C. for 30 years. Yeah. And then it's like, and according to her FBI transcript, She's forgotten more than we'll ever know. Yes. Which was a poorly told joke. Because if it would it have was been like. a great like, joke told poorly. Yes. Or written poorly. Whatever. Which I think we've all lost track of our jokes before. And then, like, you try to, like, grab towards it and you're like, yeah. this is going poorly. But if it would have been like, she's been there for 30 years, I bet she's forgotten more. Or she's forgotten more than we'll ever know. Yeah. At least according to the FBI transcript. Boom. That would yeah. have been a big pop. That would have been a good laugh.
0: And then he even said something uh, that he could have tagged that with and put it back to back with that joke mm-hmm. saying that um, uh, yeah, we're uh, something about we're in front of Catholics and we all go to confession or as Hillary likes to call it uh, July 4th deposition mm-hmm. with the FBI director. Yeah. If he just would have squeezed that like he, there was stuff that was like okay, I could see how you could roast somebody. Yeah. And the reason I'm trying to give Trump this much credit is because I'm on Trump support. No, I'm mm-hmm. kidding. Uh, the reason I'm trying to give Trump this much support is I would I would think uh, in that environment, that's not his audience for sure. Oh, I'm yeah? assuming New York Catholics are majority de- Democrats or mm. old school Republicans, which both fucking hate Trump. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so I, uh, I do have to give respect comedically, not as a fucking person. I do not like him as a person. But comedically, I respect the ability to do jokes from his end and get the laughs that he did.
1: To do go you? into the lion's den. Yeah. yeah. I, I,
0: always, I always do enjoy uh, watching... Like, it's the same thing whenever... I hate to make this real shallow comparison, but it is the same thing as when I see uh, a real nerdy white comic in front of an all-black audience mm-hmm. or a real uh, kind of blue-collar black comic in front of uh, a bunch of, like... Uh, like, Hipsters? rich or kind of, uh, oh. you know, real white, waspy audience. Okay. And both of them do well. It's like, oh, you've gone against what your uh, probably main audience is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you got some stool-humping BET comic killing a bunch of wasps, and then you got a bunch of fucking Mitch Hedberg talk softly in the microphone killing a bunch of, you know, black folks. Yeah. Uh, I, I I respect that. Because okay. I know how hard that is. Sure, uh, being uh, me, white the white dude in front of a bunch of black people and not liking me, mm-hmm. uh, or a bunch of waspy people. They also actually, I just figured out right now, no one enjoys your comedy. comedy. Yeah, I'm just terrible at comedy. Yeah, um, now Hillary, on the other hand, uh, she she was really good. I I also want
1: to if before we get to Hillary, please. I want to give well, weirdly enough, I want to give Hillary credit and sort of take it away from Donald Trump. Not so much at their performance, but more so at the way that they took the jokes. I think yes. when the jokes were good, Hillary laughed at them. You could tell when they were bad; she was just like, "What the fuck's happening?" But Donald Trump doesn't know how to laugh at himself. Yep. So he was just like, he'd have that weird fake smile on, yeah, like where he's,
0: uh-huh. he's smiling as big as you can without showing your teeth. Yeah. You're like, just open your mouth. Why are you fucking? Just laugh. Don't you have billion-dollar teeth?
1: Like I don't laugh a lot in life, like i my brain just instantly tries to like whatever is said that's funny, I want to make it funnier and yeah, and it's it's weird enough, it makes me upset that I don't just get to enjoy you and I we've had good laughs together, yes of course, which is amazing like I love it when I can have good laughs with people because usually I'm guarded, but <laughs> I would love to, I don't know it's a problem <laughs> I would love being roasted because I know for a fact that one i would i would hopefully it would be people that I know. And two, I love it when people fucking bust my balls. Like It's so much fun. When I know them and I know it's not coming from a mean place, it's the best thing in the world.
0: Plus, roast jokes are harder uh, in the moment to see coming Yeah, because your brain isn't immediately thinking about jokes. Your brain is thinking, oh, where's this one going? Uh Which is kind of the fun of it. So then it gets you away from recognizing patterns and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, She... She definitely, uh, and I think what's great about you pointing that out is she's so known for being kind of a stick in the mud in that aspect that not only did she make jokes about it, self deprecating jokes, but Trump wrote it, it looked like he wrote it into his. Uh, his set that she wasn't going to laugh that much. Yeah. And that's why that didn't fucking go like he's getting booed and he's like, yeah, we can all see Hillary's not laughing as much as everybody else. You didn't see that whole thing. What happens is he kind of loses the he says like the the corrupt thing. Then he says the Haiti thing and everybody's like, we're not fucking here for that boo. Yeah. Uh, And then that's when he said like while people are going like boo hiss. That's when he's like, hey, we can all see Hillary's not laughing like the rest of us. And it's like when you watch it, the yeah. whole thing, it's like, no, she was she's was a really good sport. You just really lost the room. And everybody's like, yeah, dude. Uh, nope. We don't agree with you. Yeah. But that was that showed me. Oh, they wrote it in like she's a stick in the mud, And then she wasn't. She was. Uh, no, she was in. She was all crazy. She's got a insane. Her laugh. Is uh-huh. great. I yeah. would love to hear that laugh on like a laugh track. She's got a great ha thing. Her face terrifies me. Like you, she looks like an evil person when she laughs. This is a
1: very non sequitur, but we uh, we know comedians who've recorded albums. Yes. Uh, have you ever listened to those albums and then heard someone else you know's laugh and yep. it ruins the thing for you? Yep. I recently listened to Nick Vatterot's album, uh-huh. and I hear Goodrich Gavart laughing at everything, <laughs> and it's like, God damn it, Goodrich, get away Ruined from the it.
0: microphone! Yeah. Those very distinct laughs. Yeah. Good laughs are great.
1: There, it's a. I'm glad he enjoyed the show. It's almost like having your old uh, roommate's girlfriend. That would ruin a, a CD a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What? Huh? Hmm. Whenever you're watching a porno and your ex roommate's girlfriend. Is no, I was
1: referring. You know what I was referring to? Right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah I gotcha. Julia, her laugh and is I got, outrageous. I, I got gotcha. you. But it's great to hear, but people get upset by it.
0: Uh, audience. I'm actually, you know, uh, uh. Maria Bamford. I know her. She did the uh, thing with her parents. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do that in front of Julia. Just Julia. That
1: would be perfect. Because you unlike <laughs> <and> <laughs> her parents that don't laugh, she would laugh and it would be wonderful.
0: Uh all right, let's get on
2: to him. I've already. always one more non sequitur yeah, 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 to ahead.
1: people that may never know who this person is. I told Jim Zekas that he should do an album to himself in a room. Because
2: <laughs> he <laughs>, laughs at every
1: joke that he does.
0: Yeah, he's he's got he's got a big laugh that I'm convinced. Is uh, uh, amplified by his body. I think so. Yeah, yeah, like he's like a he's like his own subwoofer. Yeah, and yeah.
1: he laughs at everything he says, which yeah. would make for a great <laughs> album.
0: Yeah, he's got one of those the the big crackling ones. He mm-hmm. just sounds like a whip keeps hipping. Big Zeke's fan. Hipping, I meant to say. Yeah, hipping, hipping. Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. the Iceman, Cometh. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. She. I. I thought her jokes were, even the ones that didn't land that well comedically. Uh. And this may be like a public speaking thing. Uh. She just kind of toiled through. Like she mm-hmm. didn't. Trump actually had uh, more kind of give and take with the the material. Like he would say off things where Hillary was just like boom. Yeah. She she's just hitting the beats again.
1: Yeah, it's the entire candidacy in just twenty minutes. Just 40 hitting minutes. the
0: right things. Uh, the peaceful transition joke was great when she was like, "Yeah, thanks for letting me come up here." I didn't think Trump was going to allow for a peaceful transition. Yeah, very funny.
1: Would have been easier for her to find joke writers, I would imagine.
0: Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that um, I. I do find it weird that there aren't more right-of-center comedians. Yeah? Uh, there, There's not a lot of balance in... Uh, in n- not that there should be, I guess, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. But, yeah, y- you rarely hear uh, comics who are uh, more conservative. Like, I know four. There would be... Uh, Jeff Foxworthy, who doesn't do anything political. Yeah. Uh, Bill Ingvall, who does nothing political. Sure. Larry the Cable Guy, who does nothing political. And Nick DiPaolo, who's uh-huh. the only one that I could ever think of that actually does political. Here. Uh, Dennis Miller. Dennis, does he, do, does he do comedy still? He still does specials. Oh. Yeah. Is it... Uh, I would also
1: think it'd be a hard thing to do to come out as a Republican person yeah. in Hollywood.
0: Which sucks, because I'd like to hear... Like, Nick DiPaolo is a perfect example. Everything that he says on stage, I more than likely disagree with. Yeah. But goddamn it, if he doesn't make it funny. Hmm. And uh, I like I like seeing that point of view of like I don't agree with it, but fuck, that's funny.
1: I just watched him in that uh, Twelve Angry Men spoof. Oh man! Yeah. I, I told
0: you about that last time I was over. I reading. believe so. Yeah. It, it's it's one of the greatest things on television. It's very and good. And guess what? That's a trailer for a future episode. Guys. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um. She. Uh. Oh, man, the, the, the one... I, I just want to go through this list real quick of like ones that I really liked. Uh, she said uh, it, it must be hard reading off of a uh, teleprompter when you have to translate it from its original Russian. That's very good. Uh, Bloomberg, I'm curious to what a billionaire has to say, which is a played-out joke, but uh was fun in that atmosphere. It's fun to hear it come from a political person. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other two were uh, healthier. Uh, uh, Donald is as healthy as a horse, uh, mainly the one that Putin rides around on. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the "Remember what unites us" and let's rip on Ted Cruz. Yeah, it was a little bipartisan humor, which I thought was fun.
1: That worked out really well. Yeah.
3: She,
0: yeah, and like again, she had ones that like fell flat, and then she even did what Trump did, which is like. Was not funnier than the points that she was making, mm-hmm. but she didn't linger on it. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe she didn't linger on it because she didn't have to. Because when Trump wasn't funnier than the points, he got booed. Mm-hmm. Whereas when she wasn't funnier than the points, she just got si- like respectful silence. So there I was a that little,
1: uh, a couple little times little groans, little and stuff. groans. Yeah. yeah,
0: but there wasn't like a, hey, screw you, buddy. Yeah. So I wonder, I wonder if that had anything to do with it too. Of like, uh, you know, when when she said something too political, people at least agreed with it. Whereas mm-hmm. he said something too political, people disagreed with it. So it makes it doubly worse.
1: I weirdly enough, I take the politics out of it. I think is if they told a joke, if it was a good joke, people were going to laugh at it.
0: Yeah, but when when you know this uh, because you do comedy. Uh, When you tell a bad joke, especially in today's climate, maybe not back in the 80s, but I know definitely now, because everybody gets in trouble for this shit, when you tell a bad joke, audiences don't see it as a bad joke, they see it as now, a bad joke is just an opinion. Yeah. Where it's like, everything's a joke until it's not funny, Mm -hmm. and then it's your actual opinion. You're like, well, motherfucker, why can't you just see that that was a bad joke and not Uh, just now this is... Like, if I'm doing jokes about... uh, We'll stay topical. If I'm doing jokes about women, right? Mm -hmm. And I have a funny joke about women, funny joke about women, and then I go to like, uh, yeah, and then why are all women fat? And it's not funny, because that's (laughs) not funny. It's just, oh... He thinks all women are fat. And it's like, well, okay, well, why was everything else a joke and now this one isn't just that's because it's bad? The, that's the life I live. <laughs> like,
1: I live on the edge of, like, oh, that's hilarious. Now, Matt, you're the most evil person in the world. But yeah, the, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but that, sure. I
0: think that's the climate that we're in. So I think no. I, I think you can't take the politics out of it because it went from, oh, he's being silly and fun because that joke worked to yeah. that one's not funny, so he, he just means it. And to be fair... Uh, he does mean it. <laughs>
1: no, he does. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I, I'm the one that says take the politics out of it, but those are all the same things that he's saying in a political thing. Yes. So that, that's the problem, is that if he was j- trying to joke about things that he wasn't railing against at these rallies, he maybe would have gotten a little bit more leeway, but it was almost like he's just trying to push in an agenda.
0: So we, so we agree that... But I think he could have
1: told jokes about those things he says at the rally that were funny that would have got a better response.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying in front of that crowd, uh, not all the time, because he did have stuff that was against her, uh, but I think for that crowd he was in front of... Mm -hmm. he would have to be more self-deprecating. Like, that Melania joke worked so well because it was self-deprecating. Was it self-deprecating? It
1: was well, deprecating I mean, towards yeah. his wife. I The little hands or yeah. the hands thing was, like, the only thing that was really that self-deprecating.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean... No, I mean, he had... He
1: had a few, but yeah. not a lot.
0: But I'm saying, like, I think those were the ones that got the biggest pops. Sure. Were when it was against his side. Mm. And I'm wondering if that's because he got a you know it was for the audience that he was in front of
1: i i think that might be but i also think it's those jokes were just better written i agree on that yeah. too
0: uh mhm i just i i i, I, I wonder cuz i'm i'm now extrapolating like maybe that's why you don't hear a lot of conservative comics is because it's harder to do that yeah it's like, th- th- this is the way I think about it. So just give me a second to explain this logic, okay? Sure, I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to eat some ice out of my cup. <laughs>
0: Do it. Um, so I view not having... Thanks, fine. I appreciate that. Uh, not having a lot of conservative comics nowadays be very similar to not having uh, a lot of uh, outed... Excuse me, outed gay comedians... Uh, back in the eighties it 's just the audiences that you 're in front of don 't want to hear it, and so I wonder if that 's because there are conservative comedians that i've i 've worked with now to be fair, they are not good they 're a bunch of pandering people that are real hacky but with that said i 'm saying mainstream ones there 's not i don 't i don 't see there being a mainstream audience that wants to hear that there are pockets there's fucking a lot of texas the south like there are people yeah
1: that blue collar thing would be the closest thing i would imagine yeah
0: but they're not a lot of them aren't being conservative they're just like jeff fox or he's not a conservative comic he's just a comic who happens to be a conservative i'm saying politically yeah Conservative. there's no like the closest one maybe other than Nikki d is lewis black but he just straddles the line mm-hmm so that's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder why. I wouldn't
1: consider him a conservative.
0: Uh, Louis Black. Yeah, I'm just saying he's the closest thing I can think of because he does attack the left and the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to say that there needs to be that comic. I'm just saying, like, I, it's got me thinking of like how how much harder it must be to do those jokes. Not to say that they're persecuted like gay people. I'm not making that comparison. On I'm just a national
1: level, but I would imagine, and you were sort of referencing this, there's a lot of probably people yes. on the lower level yes. working their way through some funny bones that are doing oh, some pretty conservative for sure. stuff. and I've worked with them. And guess yeah. what? Not good. Uh, yeah, and your stuff probably doesn't work as well in front of their no, audience. No, I do great. Oh, all right, then.
0: I'm really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, okay. uh, that's why people listen to this, because they're like, Sam knows everything about comedy. Sure. Um. But I, I wonder if that's why there's not a lot of uh, those big national comedians like that. Maybe. It's because, you know, you, you it's real hard to uh, say you don't like uh, Hillary or Barack and not be labeled. like let, Let's say there's a person out there like this, which is very hard for it to be, but I'm sure there is. Let's say there's a person out there who doesn't like Barack's presidency because they are Republican. And don't like big government, mm-hmm. and try to make jokes about Barack in the same way that you would make about George W. Bush, uh, as a liberal. Um, do you think that that comic could be in, say, Chicago, and not be labeled a racist? Yes,
1: I think you could tell jokes about Barack Obama that aren't racist
0: if if they do a good enough job, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I think so too, but I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if as long a- you're
1: not attacking his race, I think you're fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, come on. You know that people just attacking a person will make people think that you're attacking him as a Yeah. as a black guy. Yeah. Well then
1: whoever's thinking that's stupid.
0: Okay. There I mean, are a lot of stupid people out there. I agree <laughs> and we should
1: stop worrying about them.
0: For sure. Uh they there's a lot of people Until who-
1: November the 8th and then we see what they do and then we go
0: from there. Um Yeah, I th- I think Hillary did a good job. I just uh I wonder if she uh
1: had the advantage? Did she have the home field advantage?
0: Yeah, but her jokes were really good, too. So I wonder if it's both of those things. Yeah. Um, she was also poised and didn't get too shitty with her stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't want to take credit away from that. But it, it, it just does have me thinking of, like, I hate to say the other side because I don't ever really think like that. But for sake of argument, because yeah. I am more liberal leaning than anything, uh, I just wonder how much harder it is to be in that type of atmosphere as a comic anyways.
1: She reminded me of like someone that I find uh, it's kind of impressive but at the end of the day it's not who I want to be. It's like someone that can be doing like the late show at a, at a comedy club yeah, and delivering their stuff the same way no matter what the response is. Yes. Like even-tempered just like doing their material. I one time saw a friend of mine, friend of yours, we were both at his wedding, Kevin Hogan. Yep. Um, And this was back in a time where he was struggling with comedy. And we went out to the house cafe. I'm glad that
0: time ended for him. <laughs> ah, boom,
1: uh, I think he's doing better now. But we went out oh, to the house sure. cafe in DeKalb, Illinois, he... I've never in my life seen a set with less laughter than that (laughs) set. And... Maybe one other time with Joe Fernandez and both of these sets I love.
0: You haven't seen all my sets.
1: Well, that's true. But he delivered, the one thing I gave him, I gave him props for, he delivered every bit as if people were giving a shit about it. Like, Because there's no way, we were talking about, was this on this or on the 4K podcast? I don't know. I think it was on the 4K podcast of being on Conan and realizing it, it didn't go well. Could you just do go through your bits and do your thing, or would you have to acknowledge it? You and I would have to acknowledge it, because that's just how we work. But he didn't, and I weirdly respected him for that, although we ripped on him a good deal because no one laughed at his jokes. And that's the whole point of joke telling.
0: So not personally or politically, but comedically, we are saying Hillary is the comic we want to be, and Trump is the comic that we are?
1: I don't necessarily want to be Hillary. I just respect that ability. I respect the ability for someone to just do the job, yeah. push through, and don't wear the wear the non-laughter or the whatever on their sleeve. Don't
0: be a volatile yeah. Piss-ant.
1: But I don't think I could be that person. Because yeah. as much as I've talked about, I want to be me on stage, so I'm going to have the same emotions that I have off stage. Oh, God. So I feel so
0: dirty that this podcast... Uh, unintentionally became a... Pro-Trump. Rock how, <laughs> yeah. How much how much you and I relate with Trump comedically and yeah. how dirty that feels just to even say that. But
1: I think most people would agree, and, and even if you take the politics out of it, he's a showman. Yeah. He's, I loved The Celebrity Apprentice. Not so much for him, but I enjoyed... I liked I, him on WWE. There you go. He's a showman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just he's got horrible ideas, or at least he's... he's uh, Yelling out horrible ideas that I don't even know if he necessarily agrees with.
0: Now to get political real quick, Mm -hmm. uh, seeing Hillary laugh like that, uh, it was, to be honest, was real nice to watch her be a uh, person. Person. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and not to say that I want, I don't want to be the people that I hated back in uh, oh whatever with uh, Bush and Gore going like ah. I just want a guy I can drink a beer with. 2000. 2000. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh 02 uh 911 oh. whenever my laptop was stolen. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, I I hated hearing that cuz like I'm never going to have a beer with the president, so fuck that. Yeah. So I I don't Stupid. think like that for president, but it is it is nice to just have those humanizing effects uh cuz you know, I haven't seen that at a Hillary since I've I mean, I've grown up with her. Mm-hmm. And uh those are so rare to be televised because she's, uh, she's a very private person, I can understand. But I think she has to be because yeah, no she's shit. been
1: fucking scrutinized for 30 years.
0: But it was nice to watch her, you know, fucking yeah. <laughs> show some emotion out of her uh, circuit board. That yeah. was cool. I agree and it was also that. nice to watch, uh, you know, Trump uh, get booed. Uh, pl- politically speaking, not sure. comedically. I didn't yeah. like that. But politically speaking, I was like, yeah, all right, that finally happened. That's cool. I don't think
1: booing is the worst. I think silence is worse than booing. Booing is at least a reaction. If I say something to have, complete silence. How
0: many times have you been booed off stage? I've never been okay, booed. Okay, that's stage. why you're saying that. I would
1: love to be booed off stage. Oh,
0: you say that now. I feel like I Guess could react
1: what? to it in a fun way. I would you- go Bill Burr in fucking Philadelphia. Like, that's exactly how I would go, I
0: think. Oh, it is real hard. Yeah? Yeah, because you're thinking that uh, people. Like there's a few people are booing, and then you're like, oh, I. But you're him. saying
1: it's everybody.
0: Well, when peop when people are booing, here's the thing: when people are booing at you, mm-hmm. and nobody's stopping them, that means everyone's booing you. <laughs> it's when people are booing you, and then people are like, shut up, all right? And then there's some contention. You can maybe work the audience back, but when you're getting booed, everyone in the room's like. If they're not on board, they're at least apathetic to helping you. Sure. And that's not a good spot to be in.
1: So what's the best bet? Do you just sit there and wait for the booze to die down, or uh, do you, you just call, leave?
0: You call the host back up on stage and you say thank you f- for my time. Yeah. Yes. Even if you don't do your full time. Dude, I, I've been booed twice off stage. Yeah. Uh, and that that was my only response. I just kind of took the ale and was like, you're right. See you later. Bye. <laughs> now,
1: now I weirdly want to be booed off stage.
0: Ugh, it is. It is not. It is not good. Yeah. Uh, especially with somebody with an ego, because you're yeah. like, no, but I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. So, Trump. I've I, been silenced off stage, and that's horrible. You know, well, that sucks, too. Yeah. But boot, when people audibly hate you, because cause in your mind, you go like, oh, at least I get a reaction. But here's the thing. When you get off stage, you get the dead silence, too. Mm-hmm. You don't get the, hey, I fucking hated you. You just yeah. get the nobody's looking at you and you're doing like thanks for coming out be safe nobody's looking at you nobody uh yeah and with uh with trump i can't like he's got the biggest ego ever and uh hopefully it hurt his ego a little bit that guy Mm -hmm. needs to do mushrooms Mm -hmm. If i can kill his ego
1: i'm gonna throw this i've had this in the back of my mind this whole time and i know we're probably coming near the end sure uh If you get a chance, if you do want to watch these, and I didn't get to do this because we watched the highlights, which makes sense for this podcast, I would have rather watched both of their sets all the way through just to see the ebbs and flows of it because the highlights that we watched were like a Hillary joke, a Trump joke, a Hillary joke, a Trump joke. I didn't get to really follow the crowd. I didn't get to really follow the performance.
0: It's hard to sit through, though. It's 40 minutes of not stellar comedy, so yeah. I didn't want to subject you or the listener to that. I did a show you once. You can now go listen to it. It is uh, quite taxing on yourself comedically, so d- that's why I just wanted to throw highlights of good jokes.
1: I did a show once um, at a very respectable show in Chicago. It was a benefit show, and I got added on like day of, I think, or a couple days before, or whatever. It's fine. Um, as if I'm mad that I got added on. But one of the things was, uh, I went up last, which was cool. But right before me, they put a dude that performs comedy once a year at that show. Like He puts on the show, wow, and he does a set at that show. And he brings show.
0: out all his friends and...
1: Co-workers and yeah. probably does the same bits every year and blah, blah, blah. And it was very similar watching him do stand-up to watching to watching them do stand-up. It's just people that aren't stand-up comedians trying to do stand-up.
0: I, I watch Trump set whenever I watch the whole thing through. Mm-hmm. The same way Dave Chappelle said that he watched Kramer set. Yeah, okay. Where it's just like, uh, you know, part of me, uh, and I feel the same way about Trump, like part of me was like, oh, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck, uh, you piece of shit. Like, I don't like anything you're saying. But then the other part of me was like, that dude's having a bad set. Yeah? Oh, man. yeah. I mean, like my I biggest for him as a comic, going like, "Oh, you got, you're having a bad set towards my, the end." My
1: biggest nose. What I mentioned is like that joke was written wrong, or he delivered it wrong. Yep. Like if that joke was flipped, it would have been, it would have gone so much better.
0: I, I, I wish. No, I don't want to help him, but it comedically, <laughs> comedically, if I could help him, I wish I would have been in the room going like, "Get rid of that Haiti joke. That is not a good joke." Yeah. And you guys don't hear it, uh, but he did a real off-color joke about Haiti, and it's like. Come on, there's a bunch of Catholics, uh, mm-hmm. like priests and shit, who have probably gone to maybe even Haiti and yeah. saw the the horribleness of it. And he's making a very flippant joke, and it's like this is not the place to do it. There's cardinals and bishops and shit here. Yeah, and it's like that's that's where he lost him. And then the the last of his set was just like an uphill climb, just grinding gears. And it's like, oh, dude, you yeah. shouldn't have done that. But I'm
1: glad it's a thing that happens. I don't think I heard of it until. Maybe it was Bush versus Gore. That wouldn't make sense. I would have been 20 or so, so I would have been paying attention. Uh, It's a tradition that's gone on for a long time. I think it's cool that they bring these people together. This is a very contentious... I don't know if it's the most contentious election ever. We say everything's the most. Yeah. Now, I mean, I would think
0: it's it's high up there in modern era, but nobody's had definitely a modern
1: dudes. era. Sure. There's
0: no Andrew Jackson duel with his uh, opponent.
1: The, the, I was watching this show called Adam Ruins Everything. It's on True TV, and they were showing stuff that Thomas and Thomas Jefferson said about uh, Adams. I think. Yeah. And it was just like horrible He's stuff. Uh, he,
0: his policies are very hermaphroditic yeah. because he is not feminine enough to care about something but not masculine enough to go w- through with it. And that's it's referring like, yeah, to the second
1: and third presidents of the United States. That's a so good burn, though. That's you know, a good it's joke. Sure. It's a great hermaphroditic. burn. Hermaphroditic. Like but this it. also happened in the 1800s so or late 1700s. I don't even know. So that's a long fucking time ago. That's We were a brand new nation. We were a baby nation.
0: Yeah, this is part of it.
1: Yeah, it's part of the system. We just nowadays, since basically since nine eleven, maybe a little before, we have twenty four hour cable news that has to build a narrative and has to create a thing.
0: I think what we can come away with is that uh if you're conservative you're persecuted and it's uh it's real hard to be a rich white billionaire.
1: If he is a billionaire. Oh yeah. Sorry. That a was a fun yeah. joke that Hillary had. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Talking about Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg. It's like I wish he was talking tonight so then we would know what a billionaire had to say. <laughs> it's fun.
0: It's a fun little rip. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, if you're not a comic, I even if you're a fucking monster, like, I view Trump. Maybe you guys have different political views. I hope you don't. Uh... <laughs> 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 I don't mind
1: what people's views are. As long as they're willing to just talk about it rationally, then I'm completely fine. Because no, I I, we all agree on about 70% of everything. It's just that 30% that's a little This gray. is why
0: I mind, especially this pl- political season, this is why I mind people with different political views than me. Because uh, I have to hear about them, and I don't care. Yeah. I grew up in a political household, and it's, uh, it's, it's just real taxing. I see that. Every, everybody else gets to dip in and out four years. Uh, I've had to deal with it uh, since I was uh, in sixth grade. Mm, okay. Like, every day. So I just get I get real upset. And it's like, I don't want to argue with anybody about your political views. I don't give a shit. About three weeks ago. It doesn't matter. They already figured out who's going to be president fucking six months ago anyways. I don't
1: think that's true. But about three weeks ago, I was doing a podcast with Rena Calm and Joe Fernandez called Bad News, Good Time. Mm-hmm. And something dawned on me, and I've not stuck with it, but we we're all just so drained from all the news about politics and stuff. And in my head, I was like, "Who?" Are, and I, not in my head, I was like, Rena, who are you voting for? Joe, who are you voting for? I know who I'm voting for as well. Then why the fuck are we still paying attention? Like, we don't, I don't need to watch all these clips day in and day out. It's not going to change my opinion.
0: Because it's not politics anymore. It's entertainment. Is that what it is? That's why we just watched two presidents roast each other. Yeah. Presidents should be fucking roasting each other. Presidents, you know what they should do? Fucking sitting in front of stacks of paper and
1: yeah, but they do it every year. I mean, Obama okay. has the White House Correspondents' just Dinner. because
0: it's tradition doesn't mean it's right. You I don't need think to it's take the bad. entertainment value out of politics, but that's more American than anything else. But I don't have to like it.
1: I just I think the the Correspondents' dinners are very important. It's that you goddamn side, Kennedy
0: that ruined everything.
1: You see a side of the president. You get someone that's famous to rip on everybody. I think it's... It, some people say it might have been what led uh, Trump to running for president. Probably. Yeah. So...
0: Dad, by the way, if you're listening, I didn't mean that about Kennedy. You know that I respect him and uh follow every one of his tenants.
1: <laughs> Dad, if you're listening, that's pretty fucked up. Because you died about <laughs> a year and a half ago, if not longer. So... Uh, please give me a call at bop, 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 six.
0: Oh, six is the last number? No. Because I feel like you did eight numbers. There. I
1: did, and then I threw a six in there. Uh, Extension six. Oh, okay, cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed us uh, casually uh, dissecting. There wasn't a, a lot of dissection, but I think we got somewhere, right?
1: Do you think at the beginning of this that we would have been pro-Trump comedically?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't yeah. think that. Uh, I thought I was just going to give a little bit of uh, bipartisan uh, little dabs mm-hmm. and uh, tip of the hat and uh, didn't realize how deep that went of like, oh, no, comedically, <laughs> at an open mic, I would respect that more. Yep. Oh, that, that Do you feel as dirty as I do? No, I, I feel great about it, actually. All right, well.
1: I think I feel great that we had the ability to take the politics out of it and and actually see. see, Sure, that's a problem that our world doesn't have. We don't have the ability to take that out. Nothing's going to get done unless we can put those fucking two letters down, D and R, and get some fucking shit done.
0: Doctor,
1: R and D, research development. Okay. Uh go to the fucking Senate, go to the House, don't give a shit what it says next to your name and just get some fucking shit done.
0: Exactly. All right. And if you're a voter out there, vote for whoever you want, but do me a favor, go to your local representative uh, Congressman Alderman, uh, give them a microphone. Tell them to do a set and see if you like their comedy, and see if that's how you'll vote for them.
1: Sure, that's the way we do it now.
0: <laughs> see who's funnier. All right, mm-hmm. what do you got to plug, Matt? You got anything? For Me? You? Oh, uh,
1: the actual murders are starting a sketch show the last or the second Tuesday of or, ugh, the second Sunday of every month at the Beat Kitchen. You can find out more information at actualmurderers.com.
0: Go beans.
1: Yeah, we just were in a, uh, we had a video in a 24-hour film marathon that went over very well. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Who was the star of it? Boom
0: Me! Oh, who's that? Is that Matt a guy Rose. from uh, Malaysia? It's
1: Boom Me. Boom Me?
0: <laughs> boom Me. Uh Also, uh, if you want to hear more of Matt and I uh, together, go to the 4K Podcast. Just
1: uh, subscribe to Bad News Good Timing on on, uh, iTunes, and you get not only a great podcast with Joe and I where we talk about the news, recently we've had on a Trump supporter and a Hillary supporter, but you also get the 4K Podcast as well.
0: Yes. So enjoy all the podcasts uh, to keep you busy both in mind and spirit. Uh, Guys, thank you very much. Uh, As always, please... Like, subscribe, stay here. Join us every Tuesday. We, uh, we try to be here for you uh, every Tuesday so that way you have something to get you through your week and uh, talk about uh, the thing that we love the most, which is comedy, because we're all fucking comedy nerds here. Uh, find me. Uh, you guys know where to find me. Uh, Twitter, Sam Comedy. Instagram, Sam Comedy. Facebook, Sam Comedy. You guys know the deal. The uh, Matt Riggs Show. Dot uh, show dot com uh, just help out Matt Riggs right? The Matt, Riggs, the show, Matt Riggs He's very funny and he's a good friend of mine the You guys Matt Riggs will show. hear more from him I'm sure I hope so uh, Also uh, as always uh, Nothing that we said fucking matters uh, Comedy is completely subjective So go out and find your own bit of comedy uh, Find what's funny And if you find something funny let me know Tell me and we'll talk about it and dissect it And see what we can get from it uh, Alright I mean, love you everybody Say goodbye Matt
1: Goodbye Matt <laughs>
3: special event.